Hi there, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears, episode 22. This will be an opinion podcast. I'll title, In Defense of Marvel Movies, I'm sorry, Martin Scorsese, but you're wrong. Let me start this off by saying I respect Martin Scorsese. He has directed some of the greatest movies of all time. Really. Some of his movies will rank till the end of time in the Library of Congress great films. Perfect examples of great, well-made films. Not all of his movies are super entertaining. Not all of them have been hits. Matter of fact, he's had quite a few stiffs in his career if you go look. He's had just as many failures as he's had great movies. And some of his movies, like Kundun, it's a really good movie, but it's not something for mass appeal audiences. I'm glad that he's still got artistic integrity and makes the movies he wants to make. I cannot imagine that he found more in the gangster genre to make The Irishman, but it's getting great reviews. Can't say I'm excited to see it, but, you know, maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll be another great one. You know, he followed up Hugo, which was a pretty disappointing kids movie, in my opinion, with The Wolf of Wall Street, which is a good movie based on a true story. It was also really long. It could have been shorter, but I guess he said all he had to say with that. Anyway, not taking anything away from Martin Scorsese, he should be on that top shelf of great directors of all time. He is in charge of of restoring films and archiving them and preserving them for time. If you look at his all-time favorite list of films, there's nothing newer on the list than 1968's 2001 A Space Odyssey. That tells you something that he really doesn't feel there's been great movies made since 1968, other than perhaps his own. He's made some comments recently, and with the first comment that Marvel movies aren't cinema, If that was his one comment when he was, you know, promoting The Irishman, which I think is what he's doing right now, I would have left this alone and not recorded this podcast because everybody's entitled to their opinion and it's not a big deal. But on the flip side, now he's continuing to talk about it more than he's talking about The Irishman. And I want to shake him and go, there have always been popular popcorn movies. There have always been movies strictly for entertainment that weren't trying to get a point across or have something deeper to say. Marvel movies are modern mythology. They're basically simple stories interwoven in a genius way to keep us coming back for more. They're very compelling. Are they great cinema? No, but they're entertaining. I don't always want to see great cinema. If I had to sit down and make my list of the greatest movies ever made, they would include Citizen Kane and Lawrence of Arabia and the original Blade Runner. But these are movies that I've, I've seen a few times in my life and fully acknowledge their place in the pantheon of movies. But they're not something I'm just going to pull out tonight and watch. I would honestly rather watch Guardians of the Galaxy or Doctor Strange or, or you know, one of my favorite entertaining movies. A great movie is a great movie. And when I go to the theater, I just want to be entertained. I don't I would say one out of 20 of the movies I go see is an important film or something that's going to be nominated for awards and has deeper levels and things to say. Not that the Marvel movies don't have anything to say. There's some some good things in there. But again, they're popular culture entertainment. They're designed to entertain and make us want more. 
Martin Scorsese's film, every single one has a strong point, has a strong narrative, has something to say. He's, he's getting something off of his chest, out of his mind, out of his subconscious, whatever. He's an artist creating films. I take nothing away from that. But for somebody of his stature to stand up and point fingers at the most popular movies out there, it is the same thing as the internet trolls taking pot shots at Metallica and Nickelback just because they've sold millions of albums. It is easy to take pot shots and have a target on the back of whoever is number one. Nobody picks on number three. Nobody talks about number 10. Everyone thinks they can do number one better, thinks it could have been better. And regardless, if you sell 10 million albums, if you if your movie makes a billion dollars, you obviously did something right that connected with a whole lot of people. And a whole lot of people put money down to watch that. And it almost sounds like sour grapes when somebody like Martin Scorsese comes up and says, those aren't movies. We need movie theater owners to be more selective. They need to play more artsy films. Well, I got to tell you, movie theaters are barely surviving in modern times. This is why a tub of popcorn is $15. It, it is hard to get people to leave their homes when you have the latest movies within a couple of months on Netflix, Amazon, the streaming services. Uh, on Vudu right now, there are several movies I can rent and watch tonight for cheaper that I can go to the movie theater to see. On the flip side, AMC Theaters has an artesian film library now. Every week they're opening, with all the big blockbusters, a smaller, sometimes more than one, movie. An art film. Something that was made for a few million dollars that's only going to make a few million dollars, but that real movie fans will seek out and go see. My biggest complaint is, this weekend, I couldn't find anybody showing Parasite, which is a new foreign film that was about 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for quite some time. And I really want to see this movie. But it doesn't make sense for them to bring it to a theater if two people are going to show up. And I understand that. So Martin Scorsese's made The Irishman. It's what, close to four hours long? Nobody's going to movie go to the movie theater to see that unless you're a diehard fan. Four hours is a long time, as, as you know, movie makers have learned three hours is long. You, Endgame, fortunately, was compelling enough to get people to go to the theater, but it was it was a hard sell to some because it was three hours long. Most people go to the movies to be entertained. I am one of those people. Every once in a while, yes, I want something that's going to challenge me, something I'm going to need to see more than once to get the full meaning out of it. But that's not the majority of the movies I want to go see. I want to go escape. I want to go be entertained. I want to laugh. I want to be shocked. I want, you know... I don't always want to be challenged, although those are my favorite movies. I love Blade Runner 2049, but it's a challenging film for most people. There are many layers to that film, and it has things to say about the human condition. That's not what everybody sees. It's not what everybody gets, but it's in there. And the same thing with Martin Scorsese's movies. There are many levels. He's got things to say. There are things in there, but that's not always what people are in the mood to see. And for somebody of his stature at this point in his career to pick on Marvel movies is beneath him and embarrassing for him, in my opinion. He's taking away from what he should be talking about, how great his new movie is, and what the length and the, the acting and the technology to de-age people means to his story and, and the point he's trying to get across. But instead, he's grabbing some headlines by picking on the number one movies out there. That almost every Marvel movie release now makes a billion dollars probably drives him crazy because he's never had a movie that made a billion dollars. Some of his older movies deserve it. Goodfellas is still the quintessential gangster movie. Casino was good, but it wasn't Goodfellas. Casino was great, 
but it was and and the Irishman is probably great but I don't think I will like it better than Goodfellas I think he's he's done the best he can do with that genre but we'll see so again this wasn't to slam Martin Scorsese and not really so much to defend Marvel they don't need defense when they made Iron Man it was good when they made Thor it was good then Disney got involved and decided this is the best thing about what Disney's done with, with Marvel, with Star Wars. They're hiring directors who have something to prove, something artistic to say. James Gunn, when he made Guardians of the Galaxy, was up against great odds to take an obscure comic book and make something popular out of it, and he did it. Uh, you want to talk about the director of Black Panther or the two directors that made Captain Marvel? People say, well, the CG in Captain Marvel, uh, in Captain, uh, or in Black Panther wasn't that great, or Captain Marvel was just okay. Yes, but at least is trying. They, they are trying out different directors instead of having their same team make the same movies. Are, are the scripts made on committee to a certain extent? Because they have a giant universe. As we learned in the Star Trek world, you've got to have people that own the Star Trek Bible to tell the writers, you can do this, this is what happened in this part of the timeline, that, you know, to make everything work together. And Marvel has achieved the unthinkable to tie 21, 22 movies together into their last two movies to wrap up the original Infinity Saga. That that Endgame touched on all the previous movies, and two or three in particular, is an amazing feat of popular culture. And and I would argue in cinema. It hasn't been done before, and it probably won't be done again anytime soon. There have always been great movies, and there have always been popular movies. And those are two different things to me. I loved Hobbs and Shaw. It is a big, dumb action movie, but it belongs up there with Deadpool and John Wick as a really great action movie that was a lot of fun to go see. When Martin Scorsese makes something like that, I'll be the first in line. (laughs) But again, he makes great films. The people that love his movies love his movies, and they should. They're quality entertainment quality cinema but they're not always the entertainment that the popular crowd wants to see and he should understand that he's been in the business long enough and to put the pressure on the movie owners to say you need to show more of these kind of movies well if they bring an art film and three people go to see it and it cost them more to show it, to pay their staffs and whatever to be there, than the money they made off of it. How can they stay in business? They're going to have to show popular movies too. It's just, that's how it works. That's how a business works. That's how consumerism works. And it would be great if museums outsold box office, but it's not going to happen in our lifetime. It's not what people are looking for to be entertained. And Saying that movie companies need to support certain kind of movies is trying to say a record label needs to support a certain kind of music, even though it's not popular. That doesn't make any sense business-wise. You you can't completely cater to what's popular without having some artistic content. I do agree with that. But if you you operated your business solely for artistic content and didn't worry about popularity, you would fail. You would run out of money. So... I think he's just grabbing headlines talking about Marvel. I thought I would never see the day where Martin Scorsese mentioned Marvel movies or anything else in popular culture because he is such a well-respected and, and such a craftsman, such, such an artistic 
director, the likes of which there have been very few of in the entire history of movies. And I think it's really beneath him to be even having this conversation. So anyway, if you like Marvel movies, go see Marvel movies. If you like Martin Scorsese gangster movies, go see Martin Scorsese gangster movies. And nobody should pick on the other. It doesn't matter. If you go to see the movies you like, if you listen to the music you like, who gives a rat's ass what anybody else thinks? I don't. <laughs> I listen to some pretty weird stuff, but this is music I like. It's challenging. It's interesting. It's and so I have my versions of popcorn cinema in music. You know, I pull out a, an AC/DC album not because it's one of the greatest albums ever recorded, because I want to turn up the windows and crank up Black and Black and Highway to Hell. So the same thing with movies. Martin Scorsese should understand this, and I really think it's beneath him to be mentioning Marvel the way he is. Just, dude, talk about your new movie. Talk about what's great about it and accentuate the positive. That's what I do every single day. I really don't mention the negatives. I just want to talk about what I loved. And what I hate, you don't usually hear much about. Sorry, it's just not the way I work. I guess the point I'm getting to is an artist makes art because they want to, because they want to put that out into the world. It was something that was in their head or their heart that they had to get out. And an entertainer wants to make things to entertain people. And I don't have a problem with either one of those things. But it's comparing apples and oranges for Martin Scorsese to even talk about Marvel movies. They are popular entertainment created to entertain people who like comic books and those kind of movies. They're modern mythology. They're, they're like the stories we grew up with. They're like Aesop tales. Uh, just like Star Wars is modern mythology. That's all it is. They're great stories that we pass around, that we talk about, that we go home and we digest, but they're not heavy social commentary. They're not trying to change the world. Martin Scorsese tends to have heavy social commentary. Some of his movies, he's trying to change the world, change perceptions on certain things. And that's okay. There's room in the pantheon of movies for all of those things. So again, it's beneath him to even have this conversation. He needs to be accentuating the positive. This is my movie. This is what I loved about it. I loved working with this people and this technology and all, the, you know, because they do de-age some people. And Marvel is the king of that, by the way. You know, that's how I've lived my life. If you listen to my radio show, if you, if you listen to these podcasts, you're not going to hear me come on here and talk about something that was terrible. I mean, granted, if I see a bad movie, I will let you know, I promise. But most of the time, I just won't even review it. I, I feel it's a waste of time in my Facebook feed for people to go, I hate this. Because I really don't care what you hate. <laughs> I want to know what you love. I want more of that. I, I, when I talk about something, I'm talking about it because I love it. And hopefully other people will love it too, or at least like it, or at least check it out. So when I do a review of a movie and, I, and I'm saying how great it was or, or how much you need to see it, it's because I'm trying to share something that, that I really enjoyed, that reached me on some level. And that's the best thing about you can say about art is that it touches you, that it reaches you. That, that's what I say about movies I don't like. I didn't connect with them. Because a lot of movies, there's hundreds of people involved in making that movie. Just because I didn't like it doesn't make it a bad movie. It just means that I didn't connect with it. And if Martin Scorsese doesn't connect with Marvel movies, so what? Some people, Marvel fans, don't connect with Martin Scorsese movies. He needs to understand that. And there's room for both. And if one's making a lot of money, don't pick on it. Because, I'm sorry, that's the low road. Take the high road and talk about what you love. 
in everything. Let's spread more love and stop with the I hate crap. Because honestly, there are things I'm not a big fan of, but you're not going to hear me talk about them because that only gives them credence. That only, that only puts them out there more. Sorry. I talk about the things I love. I love movies and music, and I love you for listening. Thank you so much for your support. I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Please share. Please subscribe. I cannot thank you enough for downloading and listening to this. It, I, really, I am flattered. I am flabbergasted. I am touched. I am tingling. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.